Hey guys, uh, thanks for joining me on another episode of PRI Talk. Um, Jason here, as always. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about some camp stuff. Um, and I'll get into the camp stuff here in a second. But one of the one of the things that I'm always trying to communicate with families and parents and athletes um, is understanding the recruiting rules. It's, and, and one of the things that we talk about in the seminars a lot is just um, a, a general understanding of what's going on, um, what needs to happen. <clears throat> um, again, I'm not someone that believes that, hey, just go play and coaches will come find you, right? That's not part of my um, philosophy. Uh, and and so one of the reasons why I do what I do, right? <clears throat> um, and so one of the things that I'm always talking about in these seminars and trying to communicate to parents and families on the podcast and on the blog is, is understanding the recruiting rules. Um, I think the re- understanding the recruiting rule, recruiting rules, their impact um, on you guys, what you can and can't do, what coaches can, can't do, why they're, um, you know, out watching some events and not others at certain times of the year, all those things. I think it's really important if you understand what's going on, then it just, I feel like it makes your recruiting process smoother. Um, so, so one of the things uh, that has come up quite a bit recently in this time of year, um, obviously, is camp. Camps are a big deal as far as recruiting goes. Um, they are really important to the process as far as you getting to a camp in front of college coaches, showing that you're interested, showing what you can do. It's a, it's a good way to get an evaluation um, on you as an athlete. <clears throat> it's a good way for college coaches to be able to interact with you um, individually, one-on-one, in person. Um, just it's overall a good experience. You get a feel for the school, right? All those kind of things. Camp is a, uh, can be a really positive um, thing. It can be really positive uh, towards your recruiting process when, when you're going to camps. Um, also, uh, kind of on a side here, and it'll, it'll tie in, I think, um, <clears throat> I've been very kind of open about the, the, a lot of the new recruiting rules these last couple years. And, and, and I disagree with them for the most part, I think, um, while the intent of the rules, uh, to do, um, a certain thing is there. Uh, but I think in a lot of ways, um, we kind of missed the ball, uh, with a lot of these new recruiting rules. So that's something I've talked about a ton. <clears throat> um, but, but what I, what I want to focus on is camp. Okay. Um, and, and one of the new things, and, and this is going to be for division one schools, what I'm talking about, but that's, uh, has a, has a big impact kind of everywhere. Um, I want to talk about a couple of the new recruiting rules that have, are, that are going to have an impact on recruiting going forward. Um, and, and in my opinion, it's going to be a negative one. Um, this specific rule is, is a new one. Um, and basically what we're talking about is, um, college coaches can only do camps in the summer. Okay. Um, they can only do camps, uh, the end of May, beginning of June through July, I believe specifically it's Memorial day through the end of July is the only time that division one colleges can do, uh, volleyball schools at least, um, can do <clears throat> camp volleyball programs can do camp is in that two month period. Okay. Um, and I'll, and I'll read you the rule here. Um, 13.12.1.1.7 women's volleyball and institutional, uh, institutions, women's volleyball camp or clinic shall be conducted only during the period of Memorial day through July 31st. 
Um, this was adopted at the end of last year, uh, effective uh, this January in 2022. Um, a contract may be honored, blah, 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 if it, if it was done before a certain date. Um, but basically, you've got <clears throat> Division One schools can now only have camps um, during June and July. Okay. Um, this is a huge, uh, in my opinion, this is a huge negative um, thing, a, a negative rule. Um, you guys might remember a few years ago, and I, I potentially talked about it a little bit on here, um, but uh, the Power Five adopted this no camp pledge. And I think like there were only two or three schools in all the Power Five. Um, Tech was one of them. I think Baylor was the other um, that they with the, uh, the, the, the coming on of the new rules, um, they were like, hey, if we can't have unofficial visits with younger kids, we'll just have a camp. And that'll be like basically an unofficial visit, which is a fantastic idea. Um, I don't know why, uh, again, being proactive about it, it. It was something that all the college coaches were talking about with implementation of the new rules. Um, and so I don't know why no one thought about it back then. Um, no one thought it was going to happen. I'm not sure. Uh, but um, what coaches started doing was they were doing camps in the fall and they were doing a clinic maybe after a home game on like a Saturday, you know, early. That way you could do a camp and maybe do a campus tour. And they were in a lot of ways treating um, these camps and clinics like unofficial visits for younger athletes. <clears throat> in my opinion, nothing wrong with that. Uh, what happened was a lot of stuff started getting shady, right? Kind of... Um, uh, not posting the camp date or time, uh, only sending it to specific athletes, right? There was all this kind of stuff that was kind of shadow uh, in the background, uh, dark web kind of kind of stuff with uh, a handful of these Division One schools that were doing it. And um, what happened was, uh, what was also happening um, in these situations was um, college coaches were sniping athletes, right? So um, hey, you know, I know you're committed to so and so, but uh, you know, um, you know, this your friend is committed to us. Like, why don't you come with her to camp and you know, just see what you think about it, right? So, you had a lot of kind of uh, backdoor stuff happening with committed kids, and and it was causing um, an issue with, I mean, like three schools basically is what this was impacting, um, and a lot of college coaches didn't like it. Um, and so because, you know, we can't, we can't, um, keep, hold people accountable to the rules that we have, we have to make more rules. Um, so the power five decided to do this, no camp pledge thing, um, that, and then I think, you know, the next year COVID happened, right. And so no one was doing anything. And then we started doing the camps again, and now we're back to, uh, to, to where we're only doing camps in June and July. Okay. So Jason, why, why is this important? Well, um, I, I talk a lot about um, kind of this notion that we're, we're quote unquote, trying to slow down recruiting, okay, which we're really not. Um, the intent is to slow down recruiting, but in a lot of ways, I feel like we just do the opposite, okay? The, we have the opposite uh, impact, opposite effect uh, with these new rules. So um, <clears throat> you only can do camps uh, in this two-month period, okay? Um, one thing that you have to remember for Division One schools during this two-month period is you got nationals. Um, AAUs and USAV nationals are during this time as well. Um, AAUs is June 15th, 26th this year. Uh, USAV is 23rd to July 4th. Um, so while you're allowed to have camp during this kind of nine week period um, only, 
about two and a half, three of those weeks um, are caught up in these national tournaments that, that athletes are playing in. They have to practice beforehand. Um, and, and, you know, after they, they need a break, they need at least a day off after a four day tournament, right? Um, give these athletes a little bit of a break. And, and, and for at least here in Texas, you've got a bunch of athletes that after nationals is over, they have club tryouts and then they start high school tryouts um, pretty quick. And, and so because all of these schools have to have their camps at basically the exact same time within the same time frame, these athletes don't have an opportunity to really go to only more than a couple camps um, every year, two, three. I mean, maybe uh, if you're, you know, running around crazy and have the finances, you could do four or five probably. Um, but for a lot of athletes, they're only really doing um, two or three. Plus it camps are hard. Camps are hard in your body, travel, not a ton of rest, right? You're going hard um, in the gym and these coaches. And so it, it's really a detriment um, to, to these athletes that are a trying to get recruited, um, trying to get in front of college coaches. They just, they don't have the time. And so when are, when are athletes and coaches supposed to interact? Right. Um, and the other part of this too, right, is we've done away with the unofficial visits. Okay. Um, unofficial visits have, have not completely disappeared, um, but you can't have an unofficial visit when you're a freshman and sophomore, which, in my opinion, makes absolutely no sense. Why uh, you can't interact with an athlete when they're on your campus um, just makes absolutely no sense. And, and I always thought it was really great as a freshman to meet a coach face to face, interact with them, to you know have to ask questions and interact with an adult, a college coach, Division One coach um, when you're a freshman, sophomore. Uh, you get to experience campus, you get to watch practice, you get to watch the, you, you know, go into the gym, you get to meet the team, right? All those things are really important to the process and, and doesn't even have to be at a specific school, just needs to be kind of in general, right? Um, you, you get that experience as a uh, younger athlete. Um, and we've really lost that in a lot of ways. Now, obviously, athletes are still going on unofficial visits um, and things like that when they're juniors and seniors based on their situation, how many official visits they have left, those kind of things. Um, <clears throat> there, there's uh, some schools that are bringing on, this is a good time for this comment. There's um, some schools that are doing official visits for juniors uh, fairly consistently, um, but there's still a bunch of division one schools that are saving that official visit until later, right? Um, if they feel like they need to do an official visit for an athlete, then they will. Um, but I, I think in a lot of circumstances, um, they're asking athletes to do an unofficial visit. Okay. So, um, we, we talk about slow down recruiting, but when are you supposed to recruit? Right. Uh, if, if everyone's camps are at the same time, if these athletes, um, don't have time to get away because of their only volleyball schedule, right? We're only talking about volleyball here. We're not talking about other, other things that they have to do for school. Maybe they do another sport. Um, you know, all, all those kind of things. We're only talking about volleyball and we're, we're cutting off a, a ton of their um, summer, time of their break. Um, and they just don't have a lot of opportunity to get to these campuses. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> we've got limited time for camps, limited time for athletes to attend camp. Uh, we've got a, an inability to have unofficial visits 
um, during the fall, during the spring, in, in a way where we get to interact with college coaches, right? That's kind of the stipulation. I, you can walk on a campus and, and walk around and, and do an admissions tour, and that's fine. Um, but, but the ability to interact with college coaches, I think, um, is a huge uh, detriment, a huge loss um, to a lot of these athletes as part of the process. So you can't do camps in the fall um, at all. Uh, nothing in, in December, nothing in May. Uh, even though it's a quiet period, it'd be a great time to have some institutional camps on campus. Um, you can't do that anymore for Division One schools. <coughs> and the other tie-in here now uh, with new rules that we're implementing is that for college coaches, um, uh, if they are having a camp off, if they're doing a camp off campus, um, then it counts as a recruiting day. Um, so now we are. Uh, limiting the college coaches' ability to work camps off campus. They can only do them during these two months. Uh, my understanding with this rule um, is that uh, they're not allowed to do, um, they're unable to do non-institutional camps outside of this time period either. So they can do non-institutional camps at like a club camp or a high school camp during this time period, but they cannot do a, a non-institutional camp outside uh, of this time period either. So again, limiting their scope and ability um, to, to <clears throat> recruit and interact with athletes, uh, limiting athletes and their interaction with college coaches, which I feel like is negative. Um, so now all this counts as a recruiting day. Okay. And this, this, this is a point that ne might not necessarily impact athletes, but I think it's one that I have to make. I don't know if there's a bigger red sign slash red flag for, um, a, uh, a rule to have a, a negative recruiting impact, okay? Um, this is a, a, a definition textbook um, recruiting advantage situation because what they did was that if, if the camp that you're going to is in a 50-mile radius of your school, I, 30, 50, I can't remember exactly what the term is. I think it's 50. Um, 50 miles of your school, then it doesn't count as a recruiting day, okay? Well, that's great for uh, TCU, SMU, right? That's in the Metroplex. And basically, you know, they've got a, at least a dozen or two uh, different clubs uh, within that radius, maybe even three clubs in that radius. They can go to all these camps and it doesn't count as a recruiting day for them. <clears throat> but a school like a Mississippi State or, or even an LSU it, to work these non-institutional camps, again, only during these two months, they've got to go way further away um, to, to interact with college coaches and do recruiting. So it costs, uh, you know, we're doing a college camp for a club and you've got 10, 15 college coaches there for, for, for 10 of them, it's not a recruiting day. And for the other five, 10, it is. Um, I, I just, I don't understand the logic um, behind that at all. Uh, from, from again, from a recruiting perspective, recruiting advantage perspective, um, those schools that are in Metroplex in big cities or close to big cities um, are at a huge advantage as far as, you know, this camp doesn't count as recruiting day. So I can use that recruiting day someplace else where other schools um, are, are going to have to uh, use a recruiting day um, and, and things like that. So I, I think... Um, uh, and again, this is one of those um, topics and ideas to where <clears throat> we 
aren't policing the the college coaches uh, aren't policing each other with the new rules. We're not punishing them enough or something like that. Um, and so we're just putting rules on top of rules. Um, and, it, and I think it really has a negative impact overall. Um, I, the opportunity, again, for athletes and college coaches to interact is huge, huge part of the recruiting process. And the fact that now college coaches, Division One coaches, again, specifically, <coughs> excuse me, are forced to um, do that in about a three-week period is just, just crazy. Um, so all this talk about slowing down the recruiting uh, <coughs> timeline, the recruiting period, we haven't really done any of that. Um, <coughs> athletes don't have access to camps for the literally 10 months of the year. Um, college coaches don't have access to athletes for uh, roughly the same time. Um, obviously they can go watch them during the club season and things like that, but the interaction is really limited. Can't get on the phone with athletes when they're freshmen and sophomore, um, until June 15th. Right. And, and <clears throat> a lot of college coaches, um, are still moving with the same kind of in date in mind, which is November, December of your junior year. We want to be done. So that fall, um, when, when you're a junior by the a lot of college coaches still want athletes to be committed by the time they come around to their, the, the end of their junior year or junior year of high school and start their junior year of club, start their 17th season of club college coaches still want them um, to be done. And, and I think it's, I think it's really unfair. I think it's uh, it puts a lot of um, pressure on these athletes to make a decision way sooner than they're ready for. Again, it, it, in the old rules, you could talk to these athletes on the phone. And so um, they could call you and they could interact at camp. And so when you offer a sophomore, it's like, I've already talked to the kid 10, 12 times. They've come on a visit. They've come to camp. Like, you know, we're interested. And, and these, <clears throat> the, the, the programs and conferences and coaches and situations, like the, the, they're always going to break the rules, right? Um, the, the, if we're trying to add more rules to, to stop coaches from breaking the rules that are already in place, th those coaches aren't going to stop breaking the rules. They just aren't, um, because they obviously don't care. <laughs> um, and so we keep putting the, implementing these rules, uh, in, in hopes that the coaches that literally don't care about the rules are going to stop doing what they're doing and they just won't. Um, and, and meanwhile, we put all these limitations on athletes and, and college coaches and, um, speed up the process. We want to slow things down, right? All, all of these schools that came out and said, we have to do something about transfers and we have to do something about early recruiting and blah, 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 blah. But none of that's really changed, right? Um, I mean, the process looks a little bit different, but in, in a lot of ways, these same coaches that were complaining about the, the way we were doing it before, um, aren't necessarily doing it any different in, in a lot of circumstances, not all of them, <clears throat> um, you know, they haven't changed their tactics and how they quote unquote, follow the rules or don't follow the rules or, um, how they recruit athletes. Right. Um, I, I've talked about this a couple of times, but you know, two years ago, we're, we're talking about sending athletes puzzles with their picture on it, with, with, you know, them being a, uh, putting them on a poster in, in your Jersey with, with your brand and logo on it. And we were doing that on sending them something on June 15th, June 16th, saying that we want to slow down the process. I just, it, it, it we're certainly not doing that. Um, if that's what we want to do. 
Um, and, and in my opinion, um, the, the rules like the camp rules and stuff that we're implementing, implementing now aren't going to have that effect. Um, they are not going to slow down recruiting. And, and one of the things like my question to college coaches and I I, everyone has different tactics on how they recruit and how they go about it. And um, I never had to recruit in this uh, environment with these rules. And so um, I don't know if I would do anything different than than I had before. Um, but again, I don't like the new rules, so that's my, um, biased, uh, opinion, but, um, you know, if we really want to slow down recruiting, then why are we texting athletes at midnight on June 15th? Okay. That's that those two things do not, um, mash up in my mind. Now, if you don't want to slow down recruiting and you're keeping everything to the same timeline that you were before, and you want kids to come out and visit in the fall and be done in November, then that's great. You, then you can text kids at midnight. Um, but 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 again, we're we're implementing all these rules with a certain intent, and we are, in my opinion, far and away from creating that um, creating that environment and actually having that impact, um, even if we are doing it with a with a certain level of intent. So, um, so that's camp. Uh, parents are always asking all these uh, now, especially especially now, right? And especially in Texas, everyone's having their camp at the same time. Yeah, they can't have it any other time. Um, they are very limited now in when they can. I mean, college coaches aren't going to be doing a high level, uh, elite quote unquote invite only, whatever, however, want to tag it, um, camp during the, the 16, 17s USAV nationals. Right. Um, and so you're, you're really limiting the amount of interaction, the time, uh, the engagement that you can have with athletes and, and college coaches as far as camp by doing something like this. Again, I don't, I never had any problems with the, with the pop-up camps. Um, I, I, as a whole, obviously I disagree with coaches sniping athletes and things like that. I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, but, uh, but I'm, you know, <clears throat> come from a little bit of a old school way of, of doing things, but, um, this is why we're in this situation with camps being all at the same time and uh not having really many options right uh and again especially in texas when we go from practice to nationals to club tryouts to high school tryouts there's not a ton of time in there um for college camp um and 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 final thought here with all of this um swinging back to a point that i i try to make as often as i can um, we've got to hit the mark on the schools that we're targeting. Um, we have to be finding the right physical fit, the right uh, athletic fit, the right academic fit for a school for athletes. Because um, if we miss, I we I mean now we don't have another opportunity to go to a camp later. Um, we're again we're really constricting the timeline, um, and so locking in where you're going to be a fit and figuring that out or as early in the process as you can um, is really going to help save athletes a lot of time and a lot of energy um, as they go through this recruiting process. So those are my thoughts on the new camp rules. Actually, I did a pretty good job of not uh, getting all worked up about it. Uh, you might not be able to tell, but uh, sometimes when I had these conversations and I had one of these conversations earlier this week with a college coach, uh, I definitely got worked up about it because um, it was uh, new and fresh in my head and I was uh, getting frustrated with that that part of the process. But I think I did OK. Uh, kept it pretty cool. So uh, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, yes, I do have a podcast. Uh, the, the few of you that listen, please share with your friends. 
Um, I try to give you guys a lot of information and a lot of insight. Uh, and so thank you for listening. As always, you guys are awesome. Have a great week. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Check out my blog or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.